0: We had it up and running a few months. They're paying on time. I'm like, okay. this is addicting. You know, when you, when you don't have to do anything and money just shows up in your mailbox. I'm like, all right, this is this is something that I like and I'm interested in. And so what I did, was, I was like, let's do another one. Okay. <laughs> I was like, let's do another one.
1: You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show.
2: we love equity show is brought to you by azria widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education networking and support along with profit enhancing benefits and all aspect of real estate investing visit azria at www.azria.org that's visit azria at org. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? We love equity real estate family. How are you guys doing today? I want to bring to you a very special guest. He made a bold transition from one coast to the next coast, from one occupation and industry to another. And before we get into his story, I just really want you guys to really sit down you know, pay attention, listen, because he has some very inspirational things that he want to share with you guys on today. So today, I have none other than Jason Griggs on the show. How you doing, Jason? Welcome to the show, Marcus. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing awesome, man. Great, 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 man. So. Give us your backstory. We don't want to jump right into real estate. We want to get to know who Jason is and how you then transitioned into real estate. So what did
0: you do prior to real estate? So I went to college and I was, my parents are both teachers and they kind of pushed me into being a teacher profession and my whole life. That's kind of what I was Push to it was kind of in, tattooed in my brain. Be a teacher, get summers off. It's the best job in the world, type uh-huh. type deal. <laughs> and so that's what I did. I went to college and I got a teaching degree. I got a master's degree, and I just didn't love it. I I just thought that there was something bigger. I have a little bit of an entrepreneurial mindset, and I was like, you know what? I I'm just not loving the teaching. But let me try it before I do something else. So I moved okay. to Vegas. And I was 21, 22 at the time. Moved by myself. I had one friend out here who I was coming to visit, and I got a teaching job. And I just didn't love it. Like it was, it, it's a, it's, it's a difficult job to do every single day. And okay, I was teaching elementary school kids.
2: So, um, so let me let me ask you this real quick. Making that transition from. New York to Vegas that was one shock, but then, how did your parents accept you know you packing up and moving
0: well they they've always known i i've i have i will do things that are different and so okay. they're very supportive and I just went on my own I did it best thing I ever did and I, I actually ended up moving a lot of my friends from New York out here too because i I okay. love it so much and but that's that, that People ask me that a lot. They're like, "Was that really difficult for you?" And it really wasn't. I just packed the bag and let's go. Let's roll and with just, it. Just
2: moved out. I huh?
0: moved moved out, and I got a job right away, being a teacher. And throughout the first year of it, I wasn't really loving it, but I loved the city that I was living in. So I just sucked it up and I was okay. like, "You know what? I'll, I'll I'll do this job so I could live here." And then, so, so time, let me let me ask
2: you this: what what grade was you teaching, man? Because you got to have some patience to teach elementary. Yeah.
0: I was teaching kindergarten through eighth oh, grade. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So very, uh, it's a different type of job. It's kind of like you're a babysitter, right? And you're trying to teach. And, and the school that I was at wasn't the best school. Okay. I wasn't in the best area. I had no clue because I just moved there and I just took a, any job that I could get. Right, right. And so as, that, as I got settled in, I realized I just didn't want to teach anymore. And I w- went a different path. OK, so how long how long did you teach? Was that for three years? One year,
2: one year. Okay, I retired so
0: then, after one year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: those kids must have
0: did a work on you,
2: man. <laughs> yeah, just, it,
0: it was a lot of things. But I'll be honest with you. The, the pay wasn't very good, right? It was right. not good at all. And I just wanted a better life for myself.
2: And that's a huge responsibility, you know, to take care of, you know, 30 to 40 kids in the classroom and making, you know. a year. That's really not, you know, what you're, what you're signing up for. So, so so tell us about this transition. So you did that for a year. Um, You're in a new state, you're halfway across the, well, you're all the way across the country from New York. Why real estate? Why did you, why did you decide to go into
0: that industry? So I'm a, I'm a big advocate. I coach lacrosse and I was coaching lacrosse. I, I found a, community here in Henderson. I was coaching and one of the parents, you know, the network is your net worth. And one of the parents, a lot of the parents were helping me kind of get settled Mm -hmm. in and established. And they were giving me jobs at the hotel. And I was working at one of the biggest nightclubs in the world. And then one of the parents gave me an opportunity to learn real estate. And he was like, I think you would be really good at this. You have a good personality. You're very driven. Why don't you come in and we'll talk about it. And he was like, I don't have any type of meetings about this until you go and get your real estate license. Yeah. Because yep. that's like, that's a big step. And if you take that step to actually do it, that means you're serious. Yeah. You're committed. And so I did it. I, I It took me a few tries, but I got it done. Okay. I got my license. And then uh, the rest is history. I just I was given a great opportunity. Henderson in Vegas at the time wasn't what it is today. It wasn't we call it like a big boy real estate market. Mm-hmm. Now, so how now li- it is. How long How long ago was that, Jason? What year was seven, that?
2: Seven years ago, I got okay. my license. So that was what, 2000, let's do the math, seven years ago, 2016? Mm-hmm. Okay. 2016. So 2016, gotcha. All right. in Henderson. And for those that know the, the Vegas market, Henderson is the
0: isn't that like the largest suburb outside of? Yeah, place? it's one of them. It's, it's the southern part of the city. So it's about 15 minutes away from the strip. It's a great area. I love living here. And I kind of I feel like I hit the jackpot because not. A, it, it was popular, but now it became mm-hmm. really popular. And yeah. the, the real estate market really exploded. So I got in it at like the perfect time. OK, so 2016, you got your license. So was that that parent was that was
2: he or she a broker?
0: Yes. And still my broker. Okay. Uh, my broker, Tim cups with Remax. He's awesome. And right. he really gave me a shot and I had no clue what I was doing, but I came and I listened to him exactly what he told me to do. And then so, one day. So
2: hold on, Jason, what was, because a lot of people, they always say, you know, should I, or shouldn't I get, my license. I'm a licensee as well. I always encourage people. Look, if you want to take the industry seriously, you should get your license. You know, that way you can have multiple avenues to to do things, and you come across deals. So let me ask you this: So when you first got started with Remax, what was the first thing that that broker had you to do? You know, once you got your license and you signed up with that brokerage.
0: So I I agree with you, Marcus. That you should everybody should get their license because it just makes you you're like all being a realtor is, is like having a strong presence and if you have a strong presence and then people will take you seriously. So they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, Jason Griggs, he does real estate. That's what people think when they see me, he's the real estate guy. And so what uh, Tim made me do was just tell as many people that I knew, and I had a big network. I built up a big network, not only in New York but here. That I'm in real estate, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. I just told everybody I'm doing real estate. That's and- perfect. That's perfect because
2: that's what I tell a lot of people that's getting started. I say, even on the investment side of it, I always tell them is let people know exactly what you're doing. You know, a lot of people want to be closet investors, quiet investors, you know, they feel, well, I haven't done a deal or I haven't closed a transaction. How can I truly call myself a real estate investor? I mean, before I even closed my first deal, you know, I was telling people, Hey, I'm a real estate investor. I'm a real estate investor. So, I mean, that was, that was great information that your broker told you to do is just get out there and let people know that way you can expand that network. So you guys, that's listening, get out there and let people know exactly what you're doing. So sorry about that rant, there Jason.
0: No, no, I, you nailed it. I, like if people, there's too many secret agents out there we call them, right? Because they're they're in the business but they're like nervous or they just don't want to like uh, kind of portray that they're doing it, if they fail at it.
1: Mm-hmm. But I didn't I
0: don't care about that. So I just I just went all in on it. My broker was great because he just threw me in the ocean. He was just okay. like So he trained me. He trained me how to do a transaction. He trained me how to look for deals. He trained me how to deal with clients, but he never gave me any clients. No, he never gave me anything. So I had to work for it. And, you know, he helped me along the way. He we one of the best things that he did with me was he we did a flip project together. Okay. And so he found a property, a little condo. It was beat up and needed to be reworked. And he was like, look, I want you to partner with me on this so you can learn how to do it. Excellent. And so excellent. I did that early, early in my career. And I was like the light bulb went off where we profited 50 grand each. It was it was a nice deal. And I was like, whoa, like I just yeah. made my entire salary as a teacher just on this one flip. And it took two months and it was easy. And I was like, all right, I got to start doing more of these things. Yep, and So yep. he he took me through that process of how to do it, what to look for. Had to deal with the contractors, all those things. And then the light bulb went off where where I was like, all right, I'm an agent, but I'm gonna go the route of being an investor also. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So let's you know, we got a
2: few things there we need to unpack. One of the things that I, I really want to drive home is Tim wouldn't have never decided to work with you for one, if you wouldn't have shown that initiative to go out there and get the license. So he said, Jason, this is step one. This is what you need to do. You said, okay, step one, you went and did it, box checked. We're good. Yep. Step two. And what he what he was essentially doing was grooming you as a mentee, as an agent. So now you're going into deals that you wouldn't have never been in, involved in, which you wouldn't have never known how to look for those deals. But he see that you have that initiative to get out there and take action. So he was like, let me bring you in on this deal get you some firm footing, a firm foundation in this investor space, and then you can make the decision from there. So, I mean, really is kudos to you, Jason, for you being that assertive and aggressive for getting out there, taking action.
0: Yeah, that's that's how I am, Mark. It's like I, I I take action. Like you have to get in the pool to swim. I say that all the time, but it's so true. It's my one of my favorite lines and analogies. Like you can't do anything unless you actually go do it. True. Like you can't be my broker. Tim's line is you can't do anything from the sidelines. So you got to be in the game. And so I'm so glad he did that. And and it's funny because now people reach out to me about get one again to get into real estate. And I do the same thing he did to me. Go get yep. your license and so we could have a conversation. And it's funny because I'm like, oh, for like 12 or 11, like yep. people yep. will. They just won't take that extra step. They won't take a step back from their job maybe taking a few nights off work to go mm-hmm. get this license so they could better their lives further. And I'm like, look, I can't help you unless you get this thing. Like, I can't do real estate with you until you have a license. And so they're like, well, Jason, why don't you just go bring me deals? I'm like, that's not the way it works. Man. Right, right. That's not the way this works. I'm not doing all the work and just giving you a, a part of it because we're friends or whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, this industry's tough, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It's not guaranteed. Like you get what you put in. And so the more time and effort you put into it, the more money you will make. There you go. So and I mean, you
2: being over 12, I mean, it's letting you know who to do business with and who not to do business with, because, you know, if, if they're not willing to take that first step that you tell them, They're not going to take the next step and the next step. So they're essentially trying to cheat the system. And I'll give you an example. I have a very, very close friend. I mean, my best friend and I've been doing real estate, you know, since 2009, 08, something like that. And I've been telling them, you know, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. I moved from the Midwest out here to Phoenix. So we're next door neighbors. Yep, and, and I was telling them, I said, Hey, you know what, you want to do something? Just go and get your license. You know, I'm flipping properties. I'm doing all of this stuff. Go and get your license. I'll give you the the properties that I flip as listings, you know? So it's again, that mentor mentee relationship. So it's been a few years. He's still studying, still waiting to take the test. I said, "Dude, just stop studying, man, and just go and
0: just go take and the take it. it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just go it. and
2: take the test." So yeah, just wanted to jump in there, guys. So, you guys that's listening, if someone is doing what you want to do, just listen to them and just go out there and take that action.
0: Yeah, I I always say like like a, the answer to the test is B, and you're doing C A D E you're all over the place. Like, just yep. listen, like, here's the answer. If you want to make money, this is the great, in my opinion, it's the best industry to make money in. It's yep. probably the easiest way too, where you're buying, you're learning how to buy real estate and it's going up without you having to do any work. Yeah. Yeah. And so, people just don't get it.
2: So, so yeah, I know some people just don't get it. They, they're on the sidelines for some reason, but like you said, some people just don't want to get in the game. They just rather be
0: spectators. Well, it's so true. It's so true. And it's frustrating, <laughs> but you know, you could lead the horse, to water, you can't make them drink. That's right. That's right. So Jason,
2: tell me, all right, let's kind of, let's kind of dig into this first flip that you okay. guys did on this, on this condo. Do you know how your broker found that
0: deal? It was an off market deal from a wholesaler. I had no clue what a wholesaler was. I didn't okay. really understand the wholesaler off market stuff till later on. But anyway, he just got this deal and we went and walked it together and he was like, look, showing me the comps like these comps are in the 170 range, 180 range. So he's like, look, we're going to we're going to buy this and then we're going to get it contracted out. We're going to interview contractors and get bids and they're going to do the work and fix it up. And then we're going to put it on the market. And it really hit me. I'm like, "Okay." Like I, I see why having your license is important because now when we list this property, we're saving, uh, we're saving two and a half three percent of the realtor fees if we gave it to somebody else. So I, I, it all just clicked for me. I was like, okay, this is the game buying, buying rentals and flipping some houses to buy more rentals and. I just never stopped. From the first year, I bought my first rental. I did flip, and, I, and I wait, 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 wait. You go, you go.
2: You going too fast, JC. Sorry, too sorry. Fast. I'm let's, a New let's let's I'm a, <laughs> yeah, I like I to it. go. I know fast pace. <laughs> so that that first deal,
0: okay. okay. What all did you have to do, and with it, that deal? It, it was just that we did paint. We did some new cabinets. It was a two bedroom, two bathroom condo. Okay, so
2: nothing much. You just nothing, had to
0: nothing crazy, no
2: pop in every now and then, make sure that the contractor was actually doing the work. Correct. Simple enough. Speak to the the audience in regards to that telltale stigma that realtors don't like wholesalers.
0: Yeah, that's false. I love wholesalers. Okay. All
2: right. That's great. Because a lot of people, you know, they figure, well, I'm a realtor. I don't like wholesalers or wholesalers don't want to work with realtors. As a wholesaler and as a realtor, because I do both, Realtors have the biggest audience, so why wouldn't you want to put your deals in front of realtors? Yeah, you may have to pay them a little something on top, but still, you're getting your deal in front of much more eyes. And not only that, realtors will then sometimes come to you and say, hey, you know what? I got this client that needs to sell this house, but it's pretty beat up. We don't want to put it on the market. Do you know of a buyer that, that will want to you know, entertain this, this opportunity? I,
0: I couldn't agree more with you. I've done so. I've done a lot of business with wholesalers. I, I've People have wholesaled me amazing deals and I just kept them. and And I look back and I'm like, why would you sell this to me? Like, it just doesn't make sense. But that's the game they're in. And if I didn't have access to wholesalers, I would not have half the portfolio that I have. There you go. There you go.
2: So you said everything clicked, Jason, in regards to, you know, having your license and doing deals and and being on that investor side of it. Tell us about when you made that transition to really start looking at building that portfolio.
0: What was it that made you start looking into that? It was my cousin, Joe. My cousin, Joe, invested in real estate his whole life, and he was... He he was kind of the one who gave me the idea about getting my license because okay. in New York, real estate is crazy expensive. And nope. so he was like, OK, now you got your license. Go try and find us a rental property to buy. And he was okay. really the one who drove me to rental properties. So Joe was in New York. Joe's in New York. Yep, you're in Vegas. I'm in Vegas. OK, I get We're it. very close. And he was a big supporter of me going out there. At the time, and we, but but yeah. So he he told me go find a rental property that we could buy, rent it, buy, rent it out. And his his whole system is based on schools. So find the best public school in the area that everyone wants to go to. We're gonna buy a house near that school, and we're gonna rent it to somebody who wants their kid to go to that school. There you go. He nailed it he nailed it that was exactly what we did we still own that house it's worth three times the, the, for, we bought yep. it for 250 it's worth almost seven hundred thousand. wow and we just rent it it's it's nothing crazy we didn't do anything to the house we bought it and we rented it see and i like joe already because
2: joe is smart he's like hey you know what my money will go a lot further in vegas than in new york yep taxes are a lot cheaper in vegas than it is in new york you nailed it you know so and then you can easily get a renter in vegas probably a little bit easier than new york you know without all of the hassles i mean new york is more land tenant friendly than Vegas. So it's easier to evict somebody in Vegas than it is in New York. Yes. So Joe was looking at, hey, guess what? There's a keyword called virtual deals. So he was doing virtual deals basically with you, Jason, and really expanding his footprint into the Vegas market.
0: You nailed it. That's exactly what we did. And I think my advice to people who want to invest in real estate, I think they're kind of like their their tunnel visioned in it was is that they have to invest where they live. Yep. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to invest. Like I invest all across the country now. And that's the game of finding the best deals that where you could put your money and make it go as far as possible. I do recommend the first few you do that you do do it in your market so you could sit and manage it correctly and if there's any issues. But once you get over that fear of, of of running the rental you could do it anywhere. True. True. With the right
2: systems, you can own a property in Vegas and live in New York, or you can own a property in Hawaii and live in Colorado. It doesn't matter as long as you have the systems in place. And that's key what you said, Jason, learn the foundation, you know, in your own backyard. That way, if you make mistakes, hey, you know, the area versus if you're going somewhere remote and you don't know the area. So I mean, that's Good, good advice. Excellent advice. There was something else that you said also. You said you bought the property and you guys did nothing to it. You just rented it out. So there's nothing sexy about it. Nothing, you know, you didn't go in there, knock down walls and redo the flooring and everything like that. You said, hey, find a good property and a nice school district and a nice community and we rent it out. That's exactly what we did. Simple enough. A lot of people look for the glitz and glamour. I want to fix and flip and I want to wholesale and I want to do all of this kind of stuff. But actually the wholesalers and fix and flippers, they get into real estate
0: so they can own assets, so they can own rentals. So <laughs> Yep. You nailed it. And that's exactly what I did. It's so funny because like when I first met all these wholesalers, they were making big money, right? And now yep. they're kind of out of business. And I'm like, if you would have just kept five of your best properties per year, you could have been retired by now, mm-hmm. but they just didn't understand the business of they wanted that quick, easy money, and it kind of burned them yep, and you know what you you speak into my heart
2: because whenever I hear that, I think of one property in particular that I wholesaled. And I'm like, man, I wish I wouldn't have never let that thing go, you know? So yes, guys, sometimes you need to hold on to some of those assets and figure it out. Just, you know, if you're wholesaling or if you're fixing and flipping, you figured out how to find a deal. You figured out, you know, how to find an end buyer, just figure out where to get the financing from to hold that property long-term.
0: Yep. That's, that's the game. Yeah, that's that's a, that's all it is. It's a, it's a long term play. And I'm a big sports guy. And I use the analogy of you are trying to hit a base hit as often as possible. And that's once in it. a while, you'll hit a home run. I've hit home runs mm-hmm. and I've struck out. But you want to try and hit as I've hit a lot of singles along the way. And it's been really good. And those singles are
2: the ones that get you around the bases and
0: get you home. and yes, put sir.
2: Put put runs on the board. Yeah. So. Let's take a brief break. We'll hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back with Jason. And Jason, when we come back, we want to talk about that transition into short-term rentals. Let's do it.
1: PropStream is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers. With 100% coverage across the US, PropStream provides a deep dive into any property's specific details, making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sell prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven day trial now by going to slash we love it. Are you tired of seeing others becoming successful real estate investors and you just don't know where to start? You see all the Instagram posts of others being successful, you see the Facebook ads guaranteeing instant success, you look at tons of YouTube videos, and you even attend seminars just to be tricked into 10, 20, or even $30,000 courses. Well, with the Deal Finders Club, my husband is here to change things for you. Have you said to yourself, I'm deadly afraid to talk to sellers and I have no confidence. I don't know where to find motivated sellers. I don't know where to get a contract from. I don't know how much to offer the seller, let alone where I'm going to get the money from to close the deal. Well, in the Deal Finders Club, Marcus and his partner Mike are gonna show you how to overcome all those challenges and more. Find out how by going to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. We'll see you inside.
2: All right, guys, we are back with Jason Griggs, who hails out of Las Vegas, Nevada. So Jason, you bought that first rental. And if I'm not mistaken, you own 22 rentals now, correct? Yes. Okay. So after that first rental, did you and Joe just
0: continue to just start buying? How did How did that happen? Yeah, so that light bulb moment with the flip and happened with the rental property, and so okay. I was like, "This is so easy!" Like we had it up and running a few months; they're paying on time. I'm like, okay. "This is addicting." You know, when you, when you don't have to do anything and money just shows up in your mailbox, I'm like, "All right, this is this is something that I like and I'm interested in." And so what I did was, I was like, "Let's do another one." <laughs> okay. I was like, "Let's do another one," and but I needed to save money. I didn't just have mm-hmm. all this money. Right. So I kind of set I still abide by this where every time I save twenty five thousand dollars through being an agent or doing whatever, I will. I will then take that money and try to invest it into a rental property. OK, and I will try to do that as many times as I possibly can. All right. Sounds good. So you just use
2: your transactional money. From your active money from being an agent, your commissions, save it and then convert it over into a rental, which is now passive income, which Correct. is taxed differently. So yep. really you're 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 making money with your money and saving money with that same pot of cash. So very that's, smart. That's exactly what I did. Okay. And I know this is because this is the same thing that I do. So, <laughs> you know, we're 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 birds of a feather flock together. That's exactly yes. what I love do. it. I love you it. Know? So, how did you? So, you had the systems in place. You were doing the traditional rentals, have your cash flow coming in, got your mailbox money coming in. What made you decide to transition into short term rentals?
0: So I was shown by somebody in my brokerage that they were running, managing short-term rentals. And he knew that I loved long-term rentals. And he's like, dude, I got to show you this because these are just better returns. They're more work Mm -hmm. and they're more expensive, but they're really good returns. And so he showed it to me and I just got hooked on it. And I just was like, all right, I got to build out the best Airbnb short-term rentals I possibly can. And so that's where we started. Okay, so I'm a firm
2: believer in how to's, you know, that way people listening now know how to get started. So he showed you that. What did you do? Did you convert one of your long term rentals into a short term rental or you specifically went out looking for a deal that you can purchase and convert into a short term rental?
0: Great question. I didn't convert any of mine. I just went out and bought one. Okay, just to try it. It worked out. Did another so, one, and I just scaled it from there.
2: So what was trying it? What did you have to do? Because I know you had somebody in your brokerage that was showing
0: you this. Did you, I, had, I did- had to go. He showed me the systems that he built out of what works, what doesn't work. And he said, a single story with a pool in this area. Four bedrooms will work. And okay. he's like, you got to remodel it and, and furnish it. And so I just, we dove right in. I, I bought one. I partnered with somebody and we rebuilt it and we furnished it and we put it on the website for Airbnb VRBO and it, and it turned out to work really well. Okay. So
2: how did you find, for one, how did you find your partner that was partnering with you on this? My
0: partner is my best friend. Okay. And we were, we were next, we were next to our neighbors in New York. Gotcha. So we've known each other since kindergarten and we moved out here to Vegas together. Okay. And he got into real estate too. And we partner on a lot of projects together. And so it was shown to us how, how this business works. It's more of a business. It's not a rental property. Yep. You have to treat each house like its own business. And then we just dove in. We just kind of learn along the way of what works, what doesn't work. We overspend here. We put too much fancy furniture in here. And it's been it, the cool part about this business is it's always changing. Yep. So just yep. because you start it doesn't mean it's it's not going to work.
2: One one thing that I like about what you're saying, Jason, is because you're not you're not hindered or you're not so conservative to where you say, you know what, my long term rentals are going good. I like this. Yeah, you showing me something new short term rentals because short term rentals, you know, just happen to be the fad. And you said, you know what, let's get into it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to figure it out. I know somebody that's, that's managing these. So I got somebody that I can talk to, pick their brain a little bit. And then you and your partner, you guys just jumped out there and did it. So again, a person that takes massive action. So guys, you're listening to this. One thing that we're constantly saying is just get out there, take the action. Don't be afraid to make the mistakes because you're going to learn from those mistakes along the way anyway. It's better to learn the mistakes while doing versus just trying to study, 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 not to make the mistakes. Exactly, you nailed it. Yep, okay, so you got that first one up and going, right? And it's good for Henderson, Las Vegas, because that's a resort resort town. So you got the, the transactions going in and out. How did you find the
0: housekeeper or the cleaning company for the turnovers. So the guy who got me into it Sean, he had everything built out. He had all the systems built out to manage it. And mm-hmm. so I allow him to manage my properties and we work together. And that's the hardest part about the business with short-term rentals is it's easy to set it up, but then the harder part is to keep it running and not have people break your stuff and replacing it in time and get the cleaners there on time making sure mm-hmm. the house is functional because every group's different and it's just like running a baby hotel you okay. got to give him a five-star experience and so sean was the main factor i was like all right if i'm gonna do this I'm, i have to lean on him because he's been doing this a while and he knows how to do it and so i had a nice i kind of had like a little bit of a head start of okay how to how to set it up and he helped me through the process and now we work together and just try and buy as many as we can. So again, it goes back to the power
2: of your network. You know, you you leverage your relationships, you leverage your network to say, OK, I don't know how to do this, but I know Sean know how, how to do this. Let me hire him to manage these properties. And he already had the systems in place. Why do I need to rebuild something that he already has built and has shown success at it? So, man, again, smart, strategic movements and relationships really put you ahead of everyone else.
0: I appreciate it. Yeah. And I think you nailed it too. I, sometimes you just forget that like your network is so important, but it yep. is every day. It's like I'm helping him, right? I, I'm helping him because he showed me how to do this. And then I went out and bought seven, eight of them. Now, I'm mm-hmm. making him money because yep. he showed me how to do this. Now, I told everybody that my network he's the guy who manages exactly. them, and now he gets more business, so it's just a win win for everybody. It's great there you go and and that's and that's
2: really what any business or any industry is all about. It's about building those trusted colleagues that you can offer something to them they'll then return offer something back to you. And you have that symbiotic relationship to where now it's a win win for everybody. Like you said, he's getting more manage management opportunities. You're buying more properties. You're referring him to more people, which is giving him more business, so on and so forth. And it just works out that way. So how are you, how are you finding these properties, these short-term rentals? Was it through your network again, through wholesalers and
0: yeah. opportunities on the MLS? both both i i found some some deals through the mls and then i found some from wholesalers but two of the pr- ones that i have were other investors that were wholesalers and they wanted to partner with me they had the house under contract and they were like do you think this house would make a good short term rental i'm like yeah it actually would and okay. so they're like let's partner and so i partnered with two of the biggest construction guys in vegas andre lasca and tyler hubs and we built in my opinion were some of the biggest baddest airbnb properties in the country. Wow. Okay. So let me ask you this, Jason. If somebody's
2: looking to get into airbnbs, okay. Yes, they may not be in the Vegas market where you got hundreds of thousands of people or let's just say millions of people coming in, you know, every day. What should you look for in establishing a good short-term rental?
0: Okay, so you got to test the market. You okay. need to make sure that the market is first if it's allowed there. There's a lot of markets where yep. it's not allowed, and then there's markets like Arizona where there's no rules. Yep. So you want to make sure that there's a demand, but not too much of a demand, because some okay. of these beach towns they're oversaturated. So you need to that's your first step. And so what I do is I teach. I'm teaching investors across the country how to how to look for these things, how to test the okay. markets. There's websites like Air DNA, that's very popular. Okay. And those websites will allow you to run comps on different Airbnbs in the area, how much they're making. So before you go and buy a house and test it, you can kind of see the data and kind of see the numbers. Will it support? Because not every short term rental will work. Gotcha. And so okay. that's kind of what I'm doing now is I'm teaching other investors. Admit it kind of flowed more into real estate agents, to be honest with you. Like, I have more p- people that I'm teaching that are real estate agents than okay. investors. Wow. All right. Sounds good. So, if I
2: was, you know, in Denver, let's just say, for example, what should I look for? So, I know you said go to what, airdna.com. Yeah. If it'll work in that market. And then, should it be? Town home, condo, single family home. Should I have a pool? Shouldn't I have a pool? Should, you know, what are some of the amenities that you really look for that are good
0: sellers? So every market's different. And okay. so you just touched on Denver, Colorado. So Denver, Colorado, it's cold. A yep. lot, but it's yep. a huge ski town, huge ski and snowboard town, right? So that's different than the market I'm in. Yep. You know, so the seasons are different. So you got you to say, all right, is it a seasonal thing? Because if it's a seasonal thing, then the winter it'll make more money than the spring, so forth. So let's just mm-hmm. use my my territory that I'm in because it's, it'll just be easier for me to explain it. Okay. In Henderson, it's hot out nine ten months out of the year, so when people come here, they want a pool. Yep. A lot of people come and they don't have a pool in their house, or they're coming from wherever. They may be coming from a colder location, so having a pool is super super important with a nice backyard. Okay. That's what I found in my market. It does really well. Okay. So outdoor space,
2: you know, like you said, because it's, you know, similar to Phoenix, it's hella hot, you know, (laughs) 10 months out of the year, and people want to come in February or March, and they want to be able to be outside and jump in a pool if needed. Okay. So you have those amenities as far as how important, and I'm just throwing some things. At you, Jason, how important is like the furniture? You know, should it be top notch furniture, you know, or
0: Ikea kind of what what should people look as far as furnishings? So that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see. People put brand new furniture in their properties and it looks sweet on the pictures. But after four or five guests, that brand new furniture quickly gets ruined. So you got to find like a happy medium of something that's not too crappy. And it's not going to break in two seconds versus something that's going to hold up, but it's not too expensive. Gotcha.
2: Okay. And then do you find that furniture on, I don't know, Offer up Facebook Marketplace? Yeah, we
0: do that a lot. We do a Facebook Marketplace a lot. It's a huge game changer for us where we just, you're buying stuff half off, sometimes 75% off. So yeah, so we... We gotcha. uh, definitely use Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, offer up all those things. Okay. And then last question
2: for you in regards to to furnishings. So now do you buy furniture per unit or do you have like a small little inventory space where you
0: have extra furniture or how does that work? So we just buy per property. So we, we're, we're in escrow. We're going to buy this. We start game planning for this property we don't go buy six beds and just hang on to them Uh, we just have we have our set we buy for that house we set it up and then we wait for the next one okay so guys you're you're listening
2: to jason griggs airbnb specialist out of las vegas nevada he gave us some very very strong tips on today kind of wrapping up jason what are you know, some, what do you believe every high producing real estate agent, real estate investor, what's some characteristics you believe that they need to have?
0: I think consistency is a good one. You have to be, you have to just show up and you have to be consistently thinking about it and consistently going to work and consistently learning. So that's, that's probably my favorite one. And I'm a big sports guy, played sports and, it's just it's very similar to sports where if you don't like if you're a golfer and you don't consistently work on your game, you're not going to get better at it. You okay. can't stop playing. And so that it's the same thing with real estate. Gotcha. So let me ask you this. Jets, Giants are right. I'm a Cowboys fan, man. Oh, I'm no. a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yep. You hurt my heart. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, it is not fun being it. I just had a son and I'm like. I can't even buy this guy like a cowboy shirt because it's just like I can't do it to him. It's just not fun being a Cowboys fan. So but I have Raiders season tickets and I okay. love going to the Raiders games. I think it's awesome what they're doing. I love I love watching Derek Carr and all those guys, Max Crosby. They're they're so good. And so what they've done for the town, I, I have become a Golden Knights fan. I, okay. I have season tickets okay. to that I go. I love supporting them. It's a lot of fun
2: so how did you and this is completely off topic how did you live in new york but become a dallas cowboys fan yeah. is it just because of the rivalry and you just wanted to be different than everybody else no,
0: my what? dad was a cowboys fan and oh, he just okay. passed down man i didn't have genealogy a huh blame it That's on dad <laughs> Yeah. and so it was fun when i was a kid man we were good when i was a kid in yeah. the 90s yeah but i'll tell you what man i was texting my brother at halftime like it's over like i don't even it's like my hopes were like for a little bit and then i'm like i don't know what i'm thinking here yeah 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 and then especially
2: with you know with the injury it's like okay where do we go from here (laughs) exactly All right. So in parting, Jason, thank you again for being on the show. We really appreciate it. We put you on a hot seat, gave you some hot seat questions In parting. What are some words of encouragement that you can give those that are looking to get into real estate or those people that are saying, okay, I need to take this test. I need to take this test so I can get started. Can you give us some words of encouragement?
0: My best advice is I wanted to change my life and for the better. And you know, a lot of people, they don't like to talk about money or they're, they're maybe they're embarrassed about it. But I knew that making good income would lead me to more opportunities in a positive way. And so if you want a better life for yourself, if you want better life for your family, real estate is an amazing platform to not only just help people because I make I've created connections where now I'm helping other friends and clients make money mm-hmm. to better their lives, too. And so by having this education of I know how to do these things. So that would be my best advice is okay, just to change your life. You need to find whatever you're passionate in and you could show up and be consistent doing it. it. doesn't have to be real estate. It could be anything. But for me, it was I wanted to better my life. If I saw a great opportunity with real estate to do that. OK, so know your why, whatever that why
2: is find out what it is, and then find a vehicle that can really help satisfy that why. So Jason, thank you so much, man. So for those who want to reach out to you, get in touch with you, how can we find you? What's your social handles? Where are you at?
0: So Instagram is the best way to connect with me. My Instagram is J, the letter J, Griggs Real Estate. And then if you want to learn about Airbnb and short-term rentals, my program, it's winwithairbnb.com. Okay. So
2: winwithairbnb.com. If you're interested in getting started with Airbnbs, you can reach out to Jason, you know, via Instagram and you know what to do. What Jason said and what he's been doing is get out there and take that action and move along your journey in life. So Jason Griggs, thank you so much. We really appreciate you having on the, having you on the show,
0: Marcus. Thanks, man. And I will see you soon. All right. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon, buddy. Bye.
2: Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com. Also, youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.